All right, so we are recording. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Teacher Workout. Today is a recovery day. All right, so um, as you can see, we are on Zoom if you are uh, tuning in with video. Today's guest is a retired superintendent in New Jersey, as well as the founder and first principal of Philadelphia's Magnet School Constitution High School, which is the only law, democracy, and history-themed high school in Pennsylvania. Dr. Davidson is a university professor, as well as a football, basketball, referee, uh, football, referee, basketball, referee, and baseball and softball umpire. And he is the brother of my mother. Please welcome my Uncle Tommy, Dr. Thomas Davidson, to the show. Hi, Hi Uncle Christy. Tommy. How are Hi. you? It's a pleasure being here with you. And congratulations on your podcast and, and your career, quite frankly. I'm very proud of uh, everything that you've accomplished. Thank you. Well, I've, I've, I've had you to look up to. So <laughs> big shoes to fill here. <laughs> um. You say so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. Um, as you know, I have just uh, picked up where I left off finally with going for my doctorate degree. And uh, I am working on Project Principal Dinger, all right, which is uh, a new project of mine. And so I am in need of all of the advice that I can get. And I, I cannot think of a better person uh, to sit down with as often as I can um, in these in these next few years to to just hear you know how did you how how have you done everything that you've done in the last forty one years it's it's absolutely incredible the the contributions that you've made to to education um, and for for and I can't I just can't even imagine the have you ever tried to do the math on the number of, of lives that you've touched when when you think about all the kids that that you've that you've influenced between uh, your years as as not just a teacher, but an administrator, principal, superintendent and working in higher ed? Well, um, <laughs> once in a while, I've I'm, I'm in retirement now and now I'm doing my adjunct teaching even more than I did in the past. Uh, so I have time to reflect, a lot more time to reflect, and it's been a remarkable, fulfilling career for me. Um, I highly recommend education, despite all the challenges, and there were challenges when I started back in uh, 1972, when I graduated from Bucknell University, and there are challenges now. Um, and I have no regrets whatsoever. I, I recommend the teaching profession uh, for anyone who who wants to get the more you give, as you know, Christy, as your mom and dad have taught you, um, as all the other influences, the more you give, the more you are receiving. Oh, absolutely. So, and there's there's so much yeah. to be passionate about in in this field of of education. So you said that there's been, you know, there have been challenges along the way. Uh what what has changed along the way and 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 what has stayed the same in in uh in this field well um there have always been challenges when i first entered the um teaching profession back in 1972 like i mentioned as a social studies teacher at a high school in delaware county uh near where i grew up in norwood where your mom and i grew up in norwood 
Right. Um, and I used to sit in the faculty room during my Fed time and and I would hear about, oh, not like it used to be, not like it used to be. Boy, were things better than the good old days. And I've heard that my whole career. Things were always better in the past. Well, when I entered um my the profession, like I said, 1972, things really changed. There was no more longer a dress code like we used to have in school, in the public schools. Um, there were smoking areas and things like that. That has changed. That interestingly enough has changed some full cycle. There are no longer smoking areas in schools. As a matter of fact, there's a lot less smoking going on in at the high school level. And yeah. and um and, and the dress code, kids are in uniforms more and more. So things just go in cycles. Things go in um, in waves and everything else. But there's no doubt that society has changed. And as society has changed, so have the schools. Schools are only a reflection of, of society. So the advent of drugs, the advent of media, social media, uh, the political climate has certainly changed. There's a lot less. A lot more um, diversity, if you will, in political thought, left, right, ultra left, ultra left, um, ultra left, ultra right, or what have you. Um, so as the so society changes, so school has changes, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. I will say that, um, but it's like I had a very difficult, I want, I want to say this, I had a very difficult first year of teaching. And um, I, I did as well. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But anyone getting into the teaching profession, let alone the administrative um, leadership role, um, you're going to have your challenges and you're going to have to learn how to adapt as much as you've learned from your coursework, your reading, your mentorships, your um, um, just experiencing your field experiences uh, and will pale in comparison to the day-to-day -day challenges, thinking on your feet um, that is necessary for a rewarding career. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy that part of it? The thinking on your feet and every day being a different day and. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, um, I venture to say most administrators spend more time in the classroom than I did. I spent five years and I spent five years at the high school level. Uh, and also, not five years at the high school level, but five years total, which included high school and middle school. So I thought I got a good basis of um, foundation, if you will. But there are a lot more administrators who spent more time in the classroom than I did. And there are, admittedly, a um, portion of administrators who never spent time in the classroom, too. I can talk about that difference, if you like, um, as, as we go forward in our conversation. Well, um, so you were pretty much on the fast track then. I mean, I was, I was, I was definitely goal oriented. Uh, I, after my disastrous first year, which by the way, was of my own making. I didn't my, have Mine as well. I have some, oh, just, yeah. Some, some pretty I, bad, I, bad stories I could, I could share. <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have the proper work ethic. I didn't have the proper mindset and things got Difficult because they would get difficult if I didn't have the proper work set. I wasn't preparing properly. One day after another, snow snowballed, and um, 
even though I wasn't asked to leave, I probably should have been asked to leave. I I left on my own and went back to grad school. I said, I got to, you know, this, we didn't spend four years in college and they're very expensive, which your grandmother and grandfather helped me a lot, uh, getting me into a good school, Bucknell, which was expensive, still is, is even more expensive mm -hmm. now, even mm -hmm. with inflation. Uh, I can't waste that that four years of education. I gotta I gotta get this thing together. So I spent a year going straight for my master's degree at Temple University. Worked third, you know, I paid for it myself. Worked third third shift jobs and things of that nature. Um, and then I ended up uh, at the Chamity School District, and had my best year ever teaching. I had a lot of support there. I had met the department chairperson in my graduate school classes. He, he um, invited me to apply for the social studies position at the old Chamity Junior High, which no longer exists. And I had a great year. I had a great year, and, and I was off to the off to the races, so to speak. I even enrolled. I even got my. I ended my master's degree program in the middle of the year, and I said to myself, "This is what I want to do. This is what I want. This is where I want to be." And I, I put myself on a fairly fast track. I could have actually could have gone faster, but because of family responsibilities, along came a child, and and things like that. Um, certainly, our marriage was a was a, was a priority. Um, about seven years later, I got my doctorate degree from Temple. And uh, along the way, I um, went for interviews and things like that. The, the very first time I had an interview for social studies back then, and it's still true today, social studies and English teachers were in abundance. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very, along with elementary school teachers, it was very difficult getting a uh, a social studies position. Well, the very first time I went it's for an a interview, fun, it's a really fun class to teach. I've said, I've said myself, like I'd love to teach social studies. <laughs> well, you know, I'm you know, glad of you course said that. it's popular. Of course, it's popular. You know, the biggest, the biggest shock I had, is I figured, okay, this is something I love, and I, and I found out a lot of kids didn't like social studies, didn't like the way it was taught. Um, it was. In their mind, a lot of memorization, boring stuff that didn't mean anything to them. So I have to tell you, um, I, I, just like as an administrator, I think outside the box, mm -hmm. and I, I keep things interesting. So I am, I always have been gratified by uh, the student responses to uh, to how I taught, and it's even true now teaching at the graduate school levels, as well as undergraduate. Um, I, I think outside the box, which is. A necessity for administrators, as far as I'm concerned, we have problems. We have we need solutions. We need we need new and different solutions. So, I always consider myself a risk taker, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first entered teaching, and when I first entered administration, I didn't have a mindset like, I, okay, I, I'm going to forge new ground. I'm going to create new things. I that wasn't my purpose. But I found myself. They, you know, things have to change. We have to do things differently. So along the way, I, I created two different middle school programs. Um, I changed over two junior high schools into a middle school um, program. Uh, as you mentioned, I was, excuse me, I was the first and founding principal of Constitution High School, a magnet high school in Philadelphia. Yeah. And they, they, they wanted to see innovation. So we started with this right. ninth grade. We just started with the ninth grade class and each year built up another one. Had excellent partners with the Constitution Center, 
and mm -hmm. Gilda Lerman um, Historical um, Society out of New York, as well as um, very, very influential and powerful Mallard Spar Law Firm. So I, one of the, my, I hope, successes is I can coalesce people, I can um, bring people together and tap into the various talents. You can't do this all by yourself. You, you need ideas, resources, um, talents of a lot of people. If you want to be an administrator, you, um, you need to coalesce these folks and, if you will, facilitate agreement and support uh, to go forward with your plans. So if, if, there were, if I could look upon one aspect Several, I would think, about uh, if I am if I have been successful, it's like working well with people, not being an autocrat, but rather um, facilitating decision making and uh, program planning. Okay, um, do you have a favorite program? Like, was was Constitution High School was that your favorite project that you worked well, that on was... as an administrator, or like looking back? Was it one I guess of the it was. Schools or, yeah. I remember, and I'm not trying to be braggadocio or anything, but I remember uh, my my first position. I was a vice principal in South Jersey, and um, a new teacher was there. She was very gracious, very sincere, very nice young lady. Uh, the kids loved her and everything. And so I, you know, it was a large school. It was about uh, 1,800 kids, uh, seventh grade through 12th grade, double shifts, um, about 110 staff members. But he once made a remark to me after work, you know, after the year went on, says, Dr. Davidson, well, I was in Dr. Mr. Davidson, I can, I can envision you starting your whole schools. You know, one of these days you're going to start, you know, you're, you're so this, you're so that. She was being complimentary. You're going to start your own school someday. And lo and behold, I did. <laughs> I started Constitution High School, and um, that that was my culminating um, experience out of my forty-one years. I spent ten years, ten and a half years, as the, the founding principal of Constitution High School, and uh, working with a lot of talented people, working with um, uh, well-intentioned people for sure. Uh, we put together what I thought was a very interesting. Um, program of studies for the kids to this day to this day it exists i've been retired now for eight years and i go back every day every graduation and i give an award uh, the founding principals award and mm -hmm. um i'm very happy with uh how things are going at constitution high school oh that's awesome was it 2006 that constitution high school opened yes okay yeah. and, and the, the philadelphia community principals and, and and so on and so forth were really surprised because they there were four different schools innovative schools that opened up one was affiliated with microsoft at the time the school of the future one was affiliated with the franklin institute mm -hmm. which is a science leadership academy one was a, uh, affiliated with a, an alternative not alternative but it's um an offshoot of central high school which is the oldest high school and and, and very very good high school in philadelphia uh select um magnet school um there was a oh hold on a that. second maria's knocking on the door <laughs> hold on all right sorry 
<laughs> it's better than having her like cry. Like it's better to just like say let's go through the five minutes than to have her like throw a complete fit. Then it would be over. So I understand. No, hold a second. I want to clean my glasses. It looks like I'm all right. A little cloudy there. Do I look better without the glasses? I probably look better, but I can't see myself um, that well. I think however you're most comfortable is best because if you're squinting, yeah, you know what I mean? If you're distracted, like it, okay. it's just better if you're comfortable, I think. All right, that's better. Okay. So uh so we were talking about Constitution High School. And yes. putting it together. Uh, yeah, and you were saying um so you go oh, back so there... every year, you go back every year for the founders award. Yeah, I mentioned that starting, there was like uh, four innovative high schools, one right. of which was Constitution High School. And um, they gave it the luxury uh, of having, in my case, a half a year, but in other cases, a full year of planning without the kids, without a staff or, or a choir, you know, slowly but surely putting the staff together. So they did it right in, the, in that sense. Uh, they gave it time which was really uh, in an urban school district such as Philadelphia, very unusual, but oftentimes because of, for whatever reasons, principals get thrown into at the last second. Okay, it's it's August, August 25th or something. We want you to be principal here or there or whatever. So it was sort of unheard of that we had all this time to, to plan and prepare. Although I will say, um, when I put together the middle school in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, I was principal of the junior high, but they gave me two years, to, you know, to, to get things together. So in terms of planning for a career, preparation and things like that, um, it doesn't come overnight. There are things that you can do both um, formally and informally uh, to get your career up and running. If that's, if that, if that's what you desire. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is to, is to clarify your goals and, um, just make make a decision and if, if i'm going to do this this is you know i have a plan on how to get it done as opposed to be you know whimsical or not totally committed which has happened in our profession of course um but the key is first of all to, where do you want to feel most comfortable and there's absolutely positively and matter of fact most people do in our profession stay in the classroom which is fine yeah there are many reasons why someone would might might not want to be a vice principal or a principal or a school superintendent. Lots of good reasons. Excuse me. Um, so clarify your goals, clarify and and develop a plan. How do, I, how do I achieve my goals? And if it's to be the best teacher ever, uh, that is a very, very worthy goal. As a matter of fact, it all happens in the classroom. Um, you can't replace a teacher. You can replace an administrator, but you can't replace a good teacher. Uh, when the opportunity came up to work at the Downtown STEM Academy, when it opened in 2011, being a magnet school and and hearing, you know, all of the uh, exciting, unique opportunities that you had with opening Conestoga, or uh, I almost said Conestoga High School. Sorry, <laughs> opening uh, Constitution High School. Um, I was really excited about that. I think that 
I think that hearing your experiences had an effect on my wanting to come to STEM because I was at, I was at Haverford high school and I had been there for six years. I thought I was going to be a lifer. Um, but this was just a really cool, uh, unique new opportunity and it was STEM and I teach science and it was right down the road from me. Um, but hearing about, uh, can you, I mean, I already know the answer to this, but can you, can you tell me some of the, the unique pieces of uh, Constitution High School? I wanted to be different, um, not crazy different, but just, you know, unique and different. So in a sense, uh, I remember an article came out when we first started and um, the title of the um, newspaper article is a school where the students make the rules. And that isn't necessarily totally true, but we formed the school like the, our United States government is formed. We had three, um, the kids and, and, the student, and the faculty had a constitutional convention for two or three days of uh, blocks of time for the first two or three days of school, putting together a constitution. And it was modeled after the United States competition, constitution. Um, and was what was created was an executive um, function, a legislative function, and a judicial function. So the legislative function, they were just like there were the House of Representatives, the United States government, and the Senate. There were two two houses in the legislative function uh, branch. Uh, there's a House of Students, and there is the Faculty Senate. And in order to make certain rules, we had certain guidelines and everything, but in order to make rules, one or the other branch could pass a rule, pass a law, if you will. Um, and if the other branch agreed to it, it would come to me as the executive branch um, for signature, and it became a law. And when there was a dispute um, about the interpretation of the law or things of that nature, we had a um, judicial branch. Um, we had a court, like the Supreme Court, and that consisted of five students and four faculty members. So that's wow. how that's how that's how we functioned, and we even gotten we even got written up in legal journals and things of that nature. So um, and just you had an actual you had an actual courtroom in your school. Yes. Yes. Yes, we had a, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. We had our own courtroom that the um, the district rented space from, from a landlord, a, a, a deep, you know, residential landlord, if you will, office landlord in Philadelphia. And they, they converted it into a school. Um, it used to be an institute for ethnic studies. Um, I think, thank if you will, uh, which can, which can, contain a lot of um, documents and archives and things like that it, having to do with immigration and, and ethnic studies. Well, that was converted into a school and they had a courthouse. Beautiful, you know. Have you ever seen it? Did you visit a school, Christy? I think no, you want, and you want to know why? It was because I started teaching in 2005. So my first year teaching was, was 2005. And then, um, and then Constitution High School opened in 2006. And we always had school at the same time. And I remembered uh, a couple of times I'd wanted to come in like over the summer 
or something. And you're like, oh, you really got to come in when the kids are here. You really got to come in when the kids are here. Well, you know how hard it is like as a teacher to to take a day off, you know? So I, I never got there. And I, yeah, okay. that, that, that is right. one of my regrets. But my mom was there. My mom was there. My Do you remember giving my mom yes. a tour? Yeah. Your mom and, and, and your Aunt Beth. Uh, your Aunt uh, Christine. Uh-huh. By. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think um, Katie came too. Yeah. So I think she, she was, was still. Your sister. Yes. Yes. She, yeah. I think she was able to. She's a nurse. Yeah. She's a different skin. So it was a courtroom. <laughs> it was a courtroom um, with a jury box and um, a um, desk, if you will, the uh, the bench for the, um, for the, uh, the teacher. And it was a classroom. It was a classroom, but it could be easily rearranged for it to be a courthouse uh, for a courtroom series. So the very first um, court case that we had was kind of interesting. Um, in the Constitution, they, they made a president can no longer serve if there are so many absences or latenesses. So um, we had an election. And this fine young man um, got elected. But then all of a sudden, it was discovered somebody, he's been absent, you know. And, and so we checked the Constitution. And the student council advisor, student government advisor, because we've had, a, you know, of course, we had a student, um, a faculty advisor. Oh, my gosh, we have to change this. We have to change this. We, have, we, we can't let this happen. He, Todd is, was his name. He's had too many absences and, uh, and and latenesses. So I said, uh, Lisa, which is the faculty member's name, we have a court. We'll take it to court and we'll let the Supreme Court decide. The uh, the faculty student court is what we called it. So I actually read the case, if you will. And was this um, poor kid on trial? He, what, his case was on trial. He had a... <laughs> First of all, we, you know, the kids had really good legal experiences. We had a mock trial team. We had internships down they at Ballard Spa. Real appreciation for this process. We had job shadowing at at at, at the at Ballard Spa, Mark. So they were really getting immersed in the law. Oh right. Okay. So Todd had a had a fellow student defend, you know, defend the situation. Wow, <laughs> that's great. So, so, so imagine, cool. imagine that we had like. But I think four fact, only four faculty members and five students, nine, nine total, be on the um, on the Supreme Court, and they ruled not in favor of um, of Todd. They installed the the runner up to the student council president. All right. So tell me, tell me more. So so what happened with Todd then? Well. Um, Todd graciously accepted his loss, so to speak, the, the decision, and uh, he decided to run again as a junior going into his senior year, and he won. Okay. He won. He kept a good attitude. He became manager of the um, of the basketball team, our highly successful basketball team, and um, he was just a, a nice kid. He went on, oh, I, and he went on to college. Thing, we were a college prep high school. I don't necessarily advocate college for everybody. College is not necessary for everybody, but we were part of our mission was was to be a college prep high school. He went to college. Another, yeah, another similarity between STEM uh -huh. 
and Constitution and, High School. Right, and now he's teaching as a high school teacher. I think in, in oh. Virginia. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very yes. cool. Very cool. So I'm proud of Todd. We now, you know, as you know, we have a law themed uh, high school. We have lawyers who have um, now in the field who become lawyers uh, after all these years. The, one of the, the reason Ballard Spar got involved is they wanted to generate a um, a pipeline of more uh, additional minority mm -hmm. law lawyers. We eighty five percent of our eighty five percent of our students were min minorities. Right. Um, and um, all the law law firms want to have lawyers who look like their clients. You know, mm -hmm. uh, proper representation. So absolutely, um, they really took our kids under their wings, and um, that's awesome. Yeah, produced really um, fine mock trial teams, which was cool. I used to love going to the mock trial team competition, and with the and they had a team of Spar lawyers as coaches. Um, it was really a, an awesome experience. Still, it still is. That's great. Um... And there, were, you had no no bells, also, right? That was another similarity between well, no STEM bells, but and that's Constitution not, that's, High School. Well, I'll tell you two two sides of that story. First of all, I'm shy, I, I I was never in favor of bells. Um, bells like a you know it's like a factory like atmosphere, right? Number Outdated. one. Number two, when you have bells, I've never been in a school yet where I saw when 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 a bell went off. For, for lateness, all the kids were in class. They sort of just stroll in anyway. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. What I, what I, um, this this was way before Constitution. I was in the middle, several middle, two middle schools, and um, other places that didn't have bells. So it wasn't original with me. Uh, and it's just part of the culture. Kids, kids get used to it. Mm -hmm. So um, they, you know, you need to set the tone. And as a teacher, as an administrator, whatever, that okay, you only have so many minutes to get the class. Let's get going. And and if you have good teaching going on, kids are and and positive experiences going on in the classroom. Kids are you know, kids want to show show up. Mm -hmm. They have a little socialization, walking to and from class, uh, go into the lockers or whatever. And now it's you know now it's time to you know to be in class. However, I will say that, oh, that was another thing. That was another thing. Um, there was a certain amount of dissatisfaction with uh, having no bells. So. By the, kids, the teachers or who? Teach, teachers and the kids. Okay. They passed. They passed the bill. Oh, did they? To get the bells down? <laughs> to, to get bells. Oh, did, but, did, but then what happened? So what happened with that? Ready for this? Yeah. I ve I vetoed the bill. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I used to say, I used to say to, to everybody, um, I'm like the president of the United States, <laughs> except for one thing: you you can't impeach me. You can't you can't you can't uh, you can't impeach me. Although maybe I impeachment has been kind of a popular thing around our country these days. <laughs> um, 
I vetoed it on, on grounds. Well, before, before we get too far into politics, we don't want to get into politics here. Okay, I'm not no, retired yet. I know you are. No, I'm, I'm not retired yeah, I yet. So no. I, I can't get I too you. far into politics yet. That's, but, that's probably uh, a good idea. <laughs> but uh, so, but before we go, uh, what are your, and this isn't going to be the last time that you and I talk about this, but what are, what are some tips, some takeaways? I'm going to start my, my principal hours soon. Um, what do you got for me? Well, this is what I would tell any administrator, any aspiring administrator. First of all, be the best at what you're doing right now. I have heard of, you know, and I think I've known a few um, people who have become administrators like, boy, I hope he's a better administrator than he was a teacher because he wasn't that good of a teacher. You don't want that reputation. So be the best that you can be in the classroom. And then so that you can expect, you can have high standards, not only for yourself, but you'll have high standards for the kids. Right. And lots and, of examples to go off exactly. of. And here, let me exactly. show you this and let me show you that. And yeah, right. I, I completely agree. Now, you mentioned earlier about being a problem solver. And I'll, I remember um, as a teacher, I was part of a study group. We were reading um, a book about education and uh, the superintendent, this was in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, had like maybe four or five uh, educators throughout the district, uh, teachers, administrators, or what have you. And we read chapters of the book and we come in and discuss it. It was kind of cool. Once a month or something. It was a book club. And he remarked, um, he was the one that inspired me to be, uh, change the, the junior high to the middle school. He remarked that um, if you don't like problems, if you don't like solving problems, don't become an administrator because that's the best job description of an administrator. Mm -hmm. you're, you're that's my, problems. that's like my favorite part of life is, is the problem. Well, that's solving, great. So. That's great. So yeah. along that, along that vein, be the teacher, uh, no matter what you should be this teacher, but you should especially be a teacher. Like look for things to problems to solve school-wide problems. I remember when I was a teacher, um, they were they had this archaic belt schedule, uh, passing time and things like that. And lunch became forty five minutes in the in the junior high at the time, um, and it became problematic because of uh, lunch. Forty five minutes of lunch for junior high kids are a lot of problems can happen. So I put together a um, a schedule. Nothing new. So it was what I experienced as a my own student as a going through school in the Unibar School District and um, that kept the 45 minutes, 50, 50 minutes, whatever length of class it was, um, but created a half an hour lunch period. So, you know, and I don't think it was, it was, finally it wasn't accepted because the high school and the junior high, next door junior high had to have the same schedule and they had problems with it because of this, that, and the other thing. So it never got accepted, but I got to be known as somebody who was putting forward some ideas. So um, join the committees um, and work with administrators um, and be known as somebody who's like blowing up her, her sleeves and, and digging into problems. And you've already said that's what you're all about. You like, mm -hmm. uh, you, you love the challenge of being a problem solver. So I would do that. Um, take your coursework, and I'm sure you are, seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I have to tell you, and I'm, I don't know if your audience 
will appreciate this, but coming out of college, uh, and I told you I had a disastrous year, um, all because of, my, of me, really. Um, I went and got my master's degree, and it was edu in education, social studies education at Temple University. And I said to myself, I worked hard. Um, I said, wow, that was that was easy. But it wasn't really easy, but because I worked so hard, it was manageable. I said, well, I might as well get my doctorate degree now. <laughs> kind of arrogant, but I, <laughs> I, I did take my doctorate degree especially seriously. I, you know, writing a dissertation and mm -hmm. everything else. And I really, and I matured. I matured as a, as a, as a person. And I became the, you know, for me anyway, uh, the best student. I endeavored to be the best student I could be. So take your 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 coursework seriously. Oh, my I absolutely will. Yeah, yeah my, my already my favorite... this is part of my research right here. So <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, my favorite course was school law, and I eventually um, taught school law at uh, at the graduate level. So I so I really enjoyed that. So that would be my next my. Um, second tip, um, get involved with school, look for problems that, you know, that'll, that'll help the school and enhance mm -hmm. your reputation. Be the best teacher you can be in your situation. Be the best teacher you can be. Establish your reputation. Uh, not because necessarily you want to become an administrator, but because that's, that's what you the want. Right thing to just, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if you, if you're being what you're supposed to be being, then your reputation will follow your positive reputation. Uh, networking is very important. Um, I dare say my friends and wife and everything else uh, before I became an administrator, when we would socialize, go out different different venues and everything else, inevitably I would ask about job openings and, mm -hmm. and things like that or get to know people. I told you I was an official. Um, and back then I was an official too. Uh, I remember getting interviews because um, the principal of a school was was also a football official. Mm -hmm. um, but my very first, now I think about it, my very first administrative job, um, the superintendent, who I interviewed with the superintendent, was a big time official. He became, uh, uh, eventually, years later, you've heard of the PIAA. Mm -hmm. well, he became he became the executive director of the NJSIAA which is the equivalent, the New Jersey uh, equivalent of the PIAA. So all those kinds of connections help. We, you know, part of the interview was, oh, yeah, I recognize you. You you did, you know, you based, you know, we went to the same meetings together and I remember oh, this, that. Um, so those connections help. So then, so, yeah, and they kind of, they already know who you were. Yeah. Now, I, I do not believe in the theory. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That that I don't believe. Um because I, you know, my my wife once remarked, uh, you know, I hear people say, I, you know, I don't know anybody. Well, Tom does. Tom didn't know anybody any either. But he he never knew anybody. But he he went out and got a job. In a sense, that was that was true. But the point I'm trying to make is, knowing certain people may may open up a door to an interview. But you have to like, you know, establish your credentials, sell yourself, mm -hmm. if you will, in in a in a professional way. Uh, land that first administrative job. So um, I'll tell you one thing I did that matter of fact, the principal, my very first principal's job, uh, very first administrative job was a vice principal. The principal, I was there, for, my first day was July when everybody had left. 
um, July 1st. And he said, you might want to look at the yearbook. And, and there were like 110 teachers. It was a large school, uh, junior, senior high school. And get to know who the teachers are, what they teach, uh, look at the schedule, um, see their pictures. Well, I, I knew by, by their faces, every single teacher by name and what they taught um, when, they, when all the teachers came back. Um, and some of them came out, you know, some of them, of course, came, came during the summer, but you know, not necessarily to talk to me, but uh, to be there for, for a variety of reasons. So I knew everybody when, and, and I was like, wow, you know, that really, I have to say, startled people. I will walk up to them and say, hi, Carol, how are you? I, I know you're teaching this, that. And I'm, I'm a former social studies teacher. I'm looking forward to working with you. It was just a very good first impression, just like because a, uh, your audience might be interested to know that I saw one of your podcasts and with the teacher of the year. Mr. Paul Bosney, uh, yeah. Yes. And he one of his you know, things he did was, he did the same he did the same thing. He got to know well, the he kids does before. the same thing. He does the same yeah. thing every year. And I didn't even know that. I I knew that um well he is he's known for just building this amazing community in his classroom. He has like a Socratic uh he has this like Socratic seminar big table in his biology classroom which you don't yep. usually see in a biology yeah, classroom yeah um yeah. and the kids had said you know like the 10th graders because i i teach mostly ninth grade they would come back and you know and they would tell me they had mr p for bio mrs stinger he learned all of our names on the first day is what they would say and yeah. so that's what i thought it was so when he told me that oh no no i actually study from the yearbook you know, weeks before school starts, I was like, oh my gosh, I never even, it never even dawned on me to, to be studying the yearbook weeks before school starts. So, but it's good to know that. I feel like, you know, maybe what? that's what we should be, maybe that's what we should be doing during these in-service days. Maybe we should be doing that. Like yeah. going through the yearbook. Well, it's all about relationships. Just like yeah. teaching is all, you know, there's, there's so many, there's more similarities between the classroom and being the administrator in a school, then there are dissimilarities. It's all about instruction. Um, what's the key to, to effective teaching? Relationships. So it's all about establishing relationships. Um, I used to tell the seventh graders coming in, they came in from the sixth grade to our middle school in Lawrenceville. I will know every one of your names of about 200 seventh graders. There's 400 kids in the school, seventh and eighth grade. I will know all your names by Christmas time. And I challenge you to come up to me and 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 if I don't, you know, see if I know your name, and I did. And they must have I, gotten I, such a kick out of you. Well, um, I guess so. I, I guess so. I I was a bit of a hot dog, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I had fun. You yeah. know, you have to have fun. Yeah, you have to have fun. You got to find the fun, and it's not always fun in games. But you know, I had my moments, but difficult, very difficult moments. Anything you can think of that went on in school doing happened in my 41 but years if you can help if you can help school be fun for the kids and if you can help the kids yeah. love school and love learning and and to be to be part of that and yeah. facilitate um you know helping teachers too and to yeah, to be I, that I bit, that rock to that the community can build around i was big on culture important role was, yeah yeah i was big on culture now another tip i give administrators is don't develop the reputation of you know you never see them always in their in their right. office 
Right. And that, that right. it all, it all ties together. Right. I mean, the less you see someone, the less you're actually going to have yes. a relationship with them. Right. The more you see the person, the more you're going to feel like, you know, who they are. Right. Yeah. So it, it I, all fits together. I had a goal every day to at least, I mean, at least get into each classroom. If it's only just like the walk in, um, stay a while, or just say hello, or, or if there's a lesson going on, you know, join in the lesson. If the quest teacher asks a question, I I raise my hand, you know, get into every single classroom every single day that I was in the building, which I was in the building. Every single classroom, every single day. Yeah. You got yeah. into every single classroom, every single. That day? was my goal. That was my goal, and uh, um. I could accomplish that. That's Most, amazing. Well, That's so great. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you a little another little story. Um, I after my first vice principal's job, I went to another um, middle school, um, and the large middle school. But I, as a vice principal, I was in charge of the seventh grade. The seventh grade had their own pod, if you will, their own pod, and own and own faculty. So I was like a principal of the seventh grade. And I came there in the middle of the year because the other principal went on to become an elementary school principal. So after the second or third week, it, and these kids were seeing me coming in and out and, you know, learning their, you know, having conversations with them, using their names and getting involved in the lessons and everything. I came into one classroom like I usually did. And then I left. And uh, one little kid said to a teacher, because she told me about it afterwards, she was, doesn't that guy have any paperwork to do in his office? <laughs> so I, I thought that was a funny remark. A funny remark. So be visible. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, be in the trenches, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I would want to mean. I mean, after eighteen years of teaching, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to be. I would. Can I can't that? believe it's been 18, 18 It's been years. 18 years. Yeah. I am slow and steady wins the race. Amen. I wanted to get, I wanted to get this whole classroom thing down until I could package it and pass it around. <laughs> well, you're going to do, you're going to do great. And, you know, obviously your person, you know, one personality, yours in particular, you're enthusiastic, you're sincere, you're not phony. Um, you're not being arrogant. Um, on the other hand, you're not being being overly humble or humble. You know, you're, you can stand up for yourself. Have fun with it, yeah. Oh, my Have daughter's fun. knocking on the door again. You better call it a night. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to pick up or anything. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again. Okay, is that enough? It, I think we could make it into a whole series. You want to make some closing statement for your... <laughs> podcast I thank mean, you all thank you all for joining us and uncle tommy thank you so much um you know pleasure words cannot express how grateful i am for everything well let's do it again sometime okay all right, all right. thank you good night bye all right. bye